Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death. I am the girlfriend, uh, Cindy, and with me is... Josh. Yay! Hi. <laughs> Your favorite podcast where a couple dissect horror movies from a historian's point of view and a scaredy cat's point of view. I feel like this month you could sub, uh, you could say, listen as... I talk about movies as and Josh, Josh slowly slides into angrily, socialism, angrily berates capitalism as we watch the Purge movies, which is, yeah, <sighs> if you've been with us uh, this month, Wowzers. you know, these movies really, I love them, but man, they make me mad. Yeah, because um, this is exactly how it would play out for sure. This month we're doing the Purge movies. Uh, we're doing them chronologically, not by release date. So he did the first Purge. The Purge, Purge Anarchy, and now we're doing Purge Election Year. Look at that. When did this come out? Didn't even need to help. I know. I'm so, <laughs> guys, I'm getting good at this. Uh, this movie was released July 1st, 2016. Ugh. Yay. It's rated R, and it is one hour and 48 minutes long. Oh, it's one it's of got, the longer ones. It's got a lot to say, this movie. Okay. It's almost two hours. Look out, look out. So, Purge Election Year. Mm-hmm. All right, every every movie there's a different twist to there's an added layer of awfulness to this. I wonder where this one's going. How about politics? I, well, How let's about see. we mix politics in in with uh, uh, with our purge this time. Well, <laughs> what was going on in 2016, dear? Well, let me preface what I'm about to say with fuck 2016. <laughs> yeah, big time. So 2016 was the v- the Zika virus outbreak. Remember that? <laughs> uh, when people were like, oh, this is crazy. This is the worst it's ever been. These mosquitoes are biting people and they're having babies that are have odd heads, if I remember correctly. Yes. That was terrible. But, but 2020 happened. <laughs> and now so, we know what, yeah, and now yeah. we know what terrible is. Uh, Obama visited Cuba. Sure glad that relationship stayed. Yeah. Oh, it gets so much worse. Rodrigo Duarte was elected the president of the Philippines and sadly still alive. Still is. Yeah, still alive, still kicking, still hating everybody. Yep. The Pulse nightclub shooting occurred. (laughs) This is just the best. This is awful. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Go was released, though. Uh, Yeah. Remember that? That was the thing that everyone did for a minute. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Nintendo was trying to get people to get out and move. Yep. Yeah, Sony didn't do that shit. Uh, <laughs> the Summer Olympics were held in Rio de Janeiro. Yep. The Rio. Cubs won the World Series, and hell froze over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't follow baseball, but okay. And uh, again, hell froze over because uh, 2016 was the election of Donald J. Trump as president of the United States. Yep. That's the thing. That that's, was a bad. That was a bad real. year for everybody. Yeah. It was a bad year for me. Bad year for America. <laughs> Let's talk about people. This that was died a bad that year, year for Josh too. You want to talk about people that died that year because it's real bad. Oh God, it's real, real bad. Here we go. Uh, people that we lost that year: David Bowie, Alan Rickman, Harper oh, Lee, hard. Prince, Muhammad Ali, 
Anton Yelchin, Carrie Fisher, and Gene Wilder. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow, 2016. That's a lot. Real kick in the nuts. And then, thank you for giving us 2020, leading up to 2020. Wow, 2016 was rough. Four years that were pretty bad there. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that we're out of the woods, but... Goddamn. Hopefully. We don't have anybody Ooh. who was born then, do we? No. Any yeah, really there, super popular five-year-olds? There are. There are. There's always, when you look at like people that are born, there's always like some royal member of somewhere that was born. But uh, this podcast is very anti-royalist. Mm. I don't believe, and I'd like to think that you also don't believe in the concept of royalty because it is disgusting. I no know everything about the monarchy, historically, currently. I'm fascinated by it. Fair. And I um, believe a bit of an Anglophile it should way. be burned to the ground and they should be removed permanently from their positions because no one should be born into a position of that sort of power and authority simply by the nature of their birth. Elections, elections, elections. Yeah, um, that lines up. Yeah. Fuck. All Maybe. right. Tell me more about uh, <laughs> 2016. 20, well, that's it for 2016. Okay. Let's talk about who's in this motherfucking movie. Let's do this. <clears throat> uh, hey, guess what? What? Frank Grillo. Yay. Oh, he's back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is the only Perch film that's essentially a sequel. Like a direct sequel. Yes. Okay. Not like a direct, like, takes place the day after, obviously, but same it, has, characters, it same... has a carryover. Like... Familiar faces. Yeah, Grillo is the main character in this movie as well. Okay. Right. Um, Leo Barnes. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I best know him other than this for The Grey. Like, that's the first thing I ever saw him in was The Grey. Yeah, and I love the Wolf that. movie. I love that movie. Yeah, Wolf Puncher, the movie. Yep. Goddamn, that ad campaign was terrible. That movie's so good, and that ad campaign is so bad. We'll get to it. It's like this uh, movie about <laughs> deconstructing, like, what it means to be a man and masculinity and they're like it's just about a new punch and wolves because we want you to go see it yeah uh but this movie <laughs> elizabeth mitchell is senator charlie roan you know her from running scared and lost okay she is what i picture in my head when i say white blonde woman okay uh i'm not familiar with i i, I didn't watch lost or anything like that but maybe i'll know what she looks like maybe i'll know when uh, i see her yeah my uh i'm always i never know how to say his name i feel bad about this uh mike halty mike halty no, i don't know williamson okay he is joe dixon he was bubba gump and forrest gump oh okay yep he's a really good actor and i don't know why he's not a bigger deal he... maybe it's because i am awful and can't pronounce his name eh, that's on you that's on me that's on him but he is a really good actor Okay. Yes, I, I, I would agree. He's yeah. been in a few things. He's popped up, and you're like, "Oh, that's the guy who played Bubba," and uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joseph Julian Saria plays Marcos. He was in a little movie called Crank High Voltage. Okay. Those movies are fucking insane. <laughs> I okay. Love them. Have you ever seen the Crank movie, Cindy? I have not. We'll never watch them for this podcast because they're not scary at all. But my God, are they a good time? <laughs> They're so much fun. All right. Yoakum is in them. He's a doctor. It's insane. What? Yeah. Uh, it. They're bad shit crazy. Uh, <laughs> Betty Gabriel, who I love so much. She's in this. She plays Lainey Rucker. She was in Get Out and Upgrade, and she should be in every movie ever. So saith me. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> so say it, Josh. Awesome. Uh, Terry, From your mouth to God's ears. Yeah. Terry Serpico plays Earl Danzinger. Oh, what yeah. a name. Uh, he was in the show Army Wives and Yellowstone and Homeland. A lot okay. of TV, this guy. This is his... Spoiler alert. With a name like Danzinger, <laughs> he plays... The bad guy? A Nazi. There it is. Yeah. Spoiler alert. There's <laughs> Nazis in this movie. Of course um, there are. They, yeah. It's because the, uh, there's Nazis in real life. This movie barred, it, barred their Nazis from the Republican Party. Uh, and they're spineless people from the Democratic Party. Uh, and when Hodge is the last person I'm going to talk about... He plays Dante Bishop, who finally gets a name. That he's the guy from the Purge, the Purge with Ethan Hawke in the Purge Anarchy and Big Mama's House. Because I'll never get tired of having an excuse to bring up the movie Big Mama's, Big Mama's House, House on this podcast. Good lord, <laughs> that's that's your cast. Uh, there's a way more mo- people in this movie. But I'm not going to bring them up. Okay. Because there's no one who uh, I want to be like, oh my God, look at this. And yeah. So, okay. No, go ahead. Um, I, I will tell you before we get into a poster mm-hmm. that this was originally going to be a prequel. Right? Originally, after the Purge Anarchy, they're like, where do we go? We're going to make a prequel. We're going to go back to the first Purge. And Grillo was like, I would love to come back and do another one. And they're like, fuck it. Let's do a sequel. Nice. Okay. Uh, so thanks, Grillo. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's the only film that that's a direct sequel to another movie in a way. Where there's a character that carries over. Like, obviously, Edwin Hodges in all three. But but he doesn't have a name until this one. Yeah. He's also not the main character. Yeah. Right? Okay. Grillo's the main character of two back-to-back Perch movies. And they kind of follow okay. the story through both of them. Okay. Uh, all right. So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me a poster and I try to get meaning from it. But I'm going to go ahead and say I probably don't need to see the poster to know what it's going to be about. Uh, purge election year. And we have scary masks of uh, American favorites like the Statue of Liberty and Uncle Sam and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to, for one night only, America invites you to its annual tradition, the Purge election year. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is about an election year, and it's a critical year. One candidate wants the Purge. One candidate does not want the Purge. And uh, violence ensues when a candidate is elected, either celebratory because it's the Purge guy or in retaliation because it's the one who tries to not have it. That's what I say. I will say 80%. All right. You got about 80% of it. Well, let's go uh, Let's go do, do it to it. So. Purge. Yeah, uh, the purge right. election year. Oh, They're yeah. available everywhere. It's like $1.99 uh, on Amazon. You probably own it. <laughs> you probably, no, we do. If you're a horror fan, you probably own this box set. It's come out in so many different forms. It's on Amazon. It's everywhere. It's the purge movies. It's July. Happy birthday, America. Let's get to purging. Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. We played a lot of purge games this evening. We have just one more. It's called Mommy's Choice. Which one of you will survive this year's purge? 
The soul of our country is at stake. The purge targets the poor and the innocent. The Senate is going to win. She's going to make real changes, too. It is a night that is defining our country. It's time to do something about that, Senator. The purge has to come to an end. You take a lot of risks, Senator. I have to. I was the only one in my family to survive. What made you apply for this position? I almost did something on purge night some years back. I want this night gone. I want men in all these rooms. We got eyes and ears on everything. All right, let's begin. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge. At the siren, all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 hours. Your government thanks you for your participation. Someone betrayed us. This is not a drill. We are on our own. We have one goal right now. Survival. Senator, come with us. You gentlemen understand what's at stake here. Maybe it's our duty to help protect her. Here they come. our souls. Join me as we eliminate evil. Purge and kill Purge and kill Just remember all the good the purge does. Hey, welcome back. We have watched another purge movie. Election year. Election year. This was interesting and depressing. It was de- well. Each one, are, each one is. We were talking before we started this, and I kind of said how, you know, they. It's an important theme, and it needs to be brought up often and addressed often. But it's just the class warfare, the inherent racism, on full display, and it is totally probable. I think this is the most depressing Purge film because this is the one where the Purge universe actually has a better outlook on humanity than we do in real life. Because this came out, what was it, in July of the same year that Trump won the presidency. Right. And it basically posits um, a lady who's kind of a progressive in the fact that she's like we anti-purge right Uh, very much probably an establishment person like a clinton and then she's running against a fucking insane person who is embraced by this culty kind of religious thing Mm -hmm. around the purge and she wins from that (laughs) and in real life that didn't happen yeah it was, well, I don't think she was. 
she was the popular candidate for whatever party because they were real careful not was, to ever say party independent. names. She was independent. There, yeah, that she in was the independent. Purge, there are no Democrats or Republicans. Like yeah, there's the new founding fathers, and then there's the. She's like an independent. Independent. Yeah, they keep saying she's independent. Yeah. She. I don't think she's like a Clinton. I. She. She's famous because she survived a purge on her family and went around and talked about it and you know did the talk show circuit and became a big advocate for shutting this shit down. No, for sure. I'm just saying, like, before we even get into talking about this movie, I kind of we jumped to the end. Oh, sorry. Yeah. There's At, the, or the beginning. There's the thing about. Like, the year it came out, you can't help but notice. And I don't think it was necessarily planned, because they would have been locked a script and started shooting probably before Trump won the Republican nomination. Okay. But it was very telling that a few months before we had the election that won that massive dickhole his presidency... Not by the popular vote, by the way, but whatever. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm a huge Clinton fan either. I'm just saying mm, one of them was worse than the other. But you can't help but notice the similarity of like a lady yeah, who is the better of the two. And a and guy a, who, uh, who very like, showy. And leads basically a fucking cult. And is part <laughs> of, you know, the idea of like... Uh, the wealthy have almost like, you know, not the Masons, but, you know, some sort of like weird fraternal uh, thing that they're in control of everything and they keep control yeah. through the purge. The new founding fathers and, do. And I think this movie is interesting and I promise we'll get back on track and we'll loop back and we'll do the whole like, what's this movie about? <laughs> but it, it gets less to me about socioeconomic status so the first purge is it's a really nice house and nouveau riche people are building on an addition right right and then oh here come like the the bad guys and then oh shit the bad guys are actually the old school rich people right right and then the purge anarchy it's like poor people selling other poor people to rich people yep and all this stuff but in the purge, in the purge anarchy, there's definitely a thing where the bad guys, like the big bads, are like, oh no, like, the purge is the purge. We're just going to kill you because of X, Y, and Z, right? Like, mm-hmm. we just want to oh, have fun and get out of our system. The rich people in this movie have definitely drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Because they're not doing it like in the purge anarchy where it's like, we're just trying to weed out people for the economy. It's a religion. It's become... They're, like, purifying knives in holy water and having religious ceremonies where they're stabbing fucking poor people with them. Right. Because it's become a religion. It, it's releasing the sin from them sort yeah. of a thing. It, it mirrors, in a lot of ways, what you've seen the Republican Party do, starting with, like, Reagan, in a lot of ways, right? Where it's this thing where we're fiscally responsible and... You know, we're infused with the Christian right, and we're we're the we're the good guys. We're doing what's right. We're we're you know, and then it's morphed into this weird like everything that they're proposing or every. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do this. Fuck it. You have you've morphed from the '80s to now, where 
you have the Christian right who has set up someone who could not be more Christian or could could not be less Christian, right? Like the idea that people compare and I'm not even a religious. Like I don't even believe in God True. or Jesus. I can back that up. But he the is fact the religious person. The fact that people compare biblical Jesus to Trump is goddamn crazy to me. Like Jesus whipped bankers and wanted what was good for everyone. And Trump is literally descended from a gold staircase <laughs> to tell us, like, I'm going to run the country. He is. Uh, uh, you want to know how bad? You want to know how bad Trump is? Uh, is it Which one came first? Arlo Guthrie or Woody Guthrie? Woody. Woody. Arlo is his son. Yeah. Um, the whole reason, the whole, one of his most famous songs was written about Donald Trump's father. And that the whole, this land is your land, this land is my land. He was an ardent socialist and pro-union. And yeah, that's what that whole thing is about, about sharing. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Just saying. And, just saying. And if you're, a, that's if my you're a, a Trumper, God bless you, and you've listened this far, especially the past few episodes and now when I was just talking about your homeboy, uh, it sucks, and I'm sorry, but you got snookered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, don't know what thing to say. It's it's literally the chickens have come home to roost from year starting with the Reagan administration pulling money out of education, pushing like, well, you can say Jesus is the reason, and it's to be right on certain tests in certain classes. Like, we've pushed this like. You know, my, my dad always bitches about, you know, every kid gets a trophy. His generation's the one who did that. Well, one, yes, but also... That wasn't, like, we weren't giving ourselves trophies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Our parents I have were. a lot of baseball participation trophies because I was really shitty at baseball. I was so bad I didn't even get a trophy. But I just remember growing up and seeing my family that were Republicans and... I didn't agree with what they were saying, but they weren't crazy, right? Right. Like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember under Reagan and even Bush, both Bushes, I don't remember, like, both segments Bushes. of my family, like, being really racist and awful, mm-hmm. and because that was, like, okay. Yeah. But that was okay under Trump. I'm very like I've never had a presidency. I've never had a politician on either side of the aisle. Um, just rip my family apart. We're like, I don't speak to a large swath of people in my extended family. Like I'm still cool with everyone in my immediate family, but like my, a lot of my cousins, my older cousins. It's been a minute um, since you've gone to a, a family reunion, we'll just say that. Well, we don't we don't really do them that much anyway, because <laughs> we, you know, there's so many of us. But it's just, I've never seen someone so competently and capably not only decimate my, like, family, but the country. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, it's fucking insane. And this is, this is like the darker timeline than Perch election. 
Yeah. Purge election year was simply about... It's a regular Purge uh, movie. The only difference is that uh, they've lifted the... Uh, you know, no one is exempt. And they basically do that so that, of course, all the bodyguards of uh, that independent turn on her. And uh, she immediately becomes hunted and gets thrown in with... Um, a group that are trying to save and help people on that night, almost like a, a non-profit ambulance. Well, let's let's talk. Let me give you the IMDb synopsis oh, okay. first, so we can get back. Just on so track we have that from my I fucking hate Donald Trump. To be fair, I'm not a big Biden fan either, uh, and I really didn't care for Obama. We're still going. We're we're ten minutes in, and we're just starting this podcast. Uh, no, we. I think we. It's all good so far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basically, fuck politicians. That have little D's and R's behind their names. Uh, it's been two years since Leo Barnes, Frank Grillo, right? The uh, Grillo, guess what he guess what he is the body one yeah. of the bodyguards stopped himself from a regrettable act of revenge on Perch Night. Now serving as head of security for Senator Charlie Roan, Elizabeth Mitchell, uh, his mission is to protect her in a run for president and survive the annual ritual that targets the poor and innocent. But when a betrayal forces them onto the streets of D.C. On the one night when no help is available, they must stay alive until dawn or both be sacrificed for their sins. I'm surprised. I will echo something you uh, said while we were watching. I'm surprised this it hasn't been a video game yet. This is a great video game franchise. Yeah, I don't like the perch. Feels like it should be a video game. Yeah, right. It's a great like a concept, like a free for all video. And you've game. got you know just watching the movies, you've got you know the 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 level of. <laughs> of big bads like and you know big bosses that sort of a thing like, meh. i will say the purchase the perch movies are fun but i feel like they don't have like a good villain they always tease like good villains but it never quite pays off i think because they're trying to say that it, there's not just one bad guy. There's not just one person behind this hitler didn't act alone you know what no, i mean I, I get that but even like the new founding fathers in this movie because you don't really get to experience them until this movie right they're pretty lame <laughs> like right like you get the neo-nazi guys and they're eh. yeah i don't know like it, it the purge movies feel like they're missing a good villain and that's like the one key thing they're missing yeah and i get it it's like oh it's so many people and it's all these different bad guys, and, you know, they're blah, 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 blah. But give me, like, one fucking cool villain. One big baddie. And the problem I have with it is they always set someone up to be that. Yeah, like that. And then they just kill them. They're like, oh, nope, wasn't him. Like, uh, the first Purge. They well, in like, this one as well. Like, he, he's a badass. We cut to a boardroom. He's fucking killed. Yeah. Uh, we cut to a boardroom, and there's one big bad guy just, you know, fuck that cunt, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but again, he's killed at the end. I think that just supports the overall thesis of the you know franchise that it's not just one person. Yeah. You can't just have one big bad guy in this movie in but, this world. Again, if we could rewind five minutes, what we we're just talking about, <laughs> right? Our timeline is both darker and has a better villain. <laughs> That's a good point. Like you couldn't make like a. Like a Trump stand-in, <laughs> they tried, but they made I, him like. I don't think it would get past the. 
the censors these days. Right? Like, he didn't have any good talking points. He wasn't scary. There was no big dialogue. He was just like, I'm the face of the new... It's like, almost felt like, well, it's my turn to be in charge now. Yeah. So, uh, it just, he wasn't a compelling baddie. He was just a very religious figure. Yeah, and like, here's the thing. Like, fundamentalist Baptist type figure. You can make that terrifying. Oh, yeah, you can. A hundred percent. Have anybody met Josh Duggar? And... Yeah, and not even, like, in a stereotypical, like, person who's like, ah, God speaks to me, like, I'm a crazy person way. But, like, people that are so comfortable in doing evil things because they think they're right, Mm -hmm. that is terrifying. But I think this movie misses that mark with these characters, right? Okay, yeah. This seemed a little... Um, it's uh, kind of like if I compare them to the Marvel movies. The Marvel movies have the same problem where it's mean like maybe one or two times a side. Mm-hmm. The, the heroes are kind of fleshed out and you really care about them, but the villains are eh. right. You like the big, you like the bad guys. I mean, I think a movie's as interesting as its villain. And I, I'll be honest with you, like rewatching these this time. Mm-hmm. I felt like this movie dragged. Yeah. Like it was a little, you know, formulaic. It was interesting to watch. Um, yeah. And the, the problem was like, I, for years, I, when people would ask me, like, Oh, the person like, is probably my second favorite. Like I really like it, but this is the one that suffered the most from this rewatch. Yeah. Like I just felt like, Oh mm. my God, this movie is longer than it needs to be. And there's not enough character development. And eh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't until it, well yeah. into the third act that I realized that the female protagonist was not the grown-up version of the kid from the from the first movie. Yeah. Also, because <laughs> I didn't understand who she was or why she. I thought the whole reason that the the badass preppy girls respected her so much was because oh no, she's the girl who survived Purge and like maybe she became famous or she was an advocate or I'm something. About Gabriel's character. Yeah. Um, no. It, that's not why. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. No, she was just like a different character who was a monster. But what, doesn't that make night. a lot more sense that that's why she goes out at night and tries to help people is because she has this backstory, which no, also lines up I, with I the current it, candidate. I think it would have, but I think the problem with that is every Purge movie up to that point, if we just think about like, um, continuity wise it was Purge Purge Anarchy and then this movie mm-hmm. they were all set in LA and this was set in DC so the fact that like suddenly all the characters from the previous movies were uprooted from California to go to DC I would have that would have made sense they went, they went together they formed this bond they're a type of they're connected now whether in a ro- romantic kind of a way or if a hey it's, let's get away from LA where it all started I just, or, no, I guess it all started in New York, but my, you know what I mean. My problem with this movie wasn't that. My problem with this movie was, as much as I, and, and again, this is going to sound like I'm ragging on this movie, and I actually do really like the Purge movies a lot. I do. I really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you started a whole month about them. But my problem with this movie was, hey, let's just kill all the black guys. Yeah. Like, all the black guys die. Mm-hmm. It was a little heavy on that. Kind of needlessly. A <laughs> little heavy. A right? little like, heavy handed. Um, so Bubba. 
It's one of my colleagues because <laughs> that's what he is forever in my head. Okay. Even though I'm not a big Forrest Gump fan. Like, he dies jumping in front of that pastor, preacher guy who's yes. trying to kill Charlie Wren. That felt unnecessary. And just to give him that moment where he's like, oh, like, earn it, uh, uh, die. Uh, and then, like, you're going to bring Dante Bishop back, who's replacing, like, Carmelo as the leader of this organization. Mm-hmm. And then he just gets Shot. killed by some fucking neo-Nazis. Yeah. No pointless. It was very, like, the end of Game of Thrones. Like, like oh, so well, none of that meant anything. Let's just get rid of everyone. And, huh. Okay. That's a weird way to end it. I mean, yeah, okay. It just felt very flat. Yeah, that's it, what I'll say. It felt like it. Watching them back to back now with you mm-hmm. and putting all this thought into them. Yeah. The really good ending of the first Purge film, not the first Purge, but like the OG, original the original, Purge. the OG Purge. Right. Where, that's how I know it. Um, that character, Dante Bishop's character, survives and saves the family. Right. Right. And then goes off. It felt like a slap to the face of that ending which was really good right by just being like and boom boom he's dead because we just wanted to tie up a loose end yeah i mean yeah yeah i think he deserved better than that i agree when you break it down like that i uh yeah i I support you on that could have killed him maybe by just having him blow himself up and like everyone in that church that was a bad guy oh yeah like that would have been oh well um so are we going to a theater for next week? Am I to understand? We are. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up with the the technical. What I hear is gonna be the last Purge film. That's which what they're is saying. The Forever Purge. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want? Interesting. I got a couple. Uh, you got some factoids for us. Trivia bits for you. Please tell me. Do tell. <laughs> so there was a sand and security system visible. When they start to lock the house down, Charlie Run's house, mm-hmm. and that's the character. That's the from the yeah, OG Ethan Hawke's character. Yep. All right. Um, this oh, is part of an scary. unofficial trilogy, so it is part of the original Purge trilogy, but it's also part of a special trilogy. All right. What do you mean by special so trilogy? In this movie, in well, I'll start starting in Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Then going to Con Air, right. and then with the Purge election year, mm-hmm. uh, McKelty Williamson, who played Bubba, yes, is shot in the stomach and has one last conversation with the hero before dying. In every movie, getting hauled away in an ambulance. In all three of those movies, <laughs> yes. Wow. So there that you is go. a very special trilogy. I like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How random. The setup for the next movie is actually in the ending of this movie. So at the end, when she wins the election, they say that, you know, there's been riots and people are refusing to, like, accept the, the election end, and they're trying to keep it going even outside of regular purge times. So I think that's going to be that's going to be next time. Well, let's the, save the it for next for episode. Next let's save it, dear. So also someone counted them. One hundred and sixteen people die. Hundred and how many? And sixteen people oh. die in this movie. Wow. Cindy. Wow. 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 Would you watch this with your kids? Um, to be it, fair, we started watching it with one. And yeah, he, he got, got bored. bored and left. I was going to say, yeah, I'll watch it with a 15-year-old just to spend some time with him. But uh, even then, he only lasted halfway through. And he was the one who asked to join us. 
that was like, interesting. Can you wait and watch it with me? And we're like, yeah. And then we watched the half of it, and he's like, and he's like, I'm out. I don't care anymore. Yeah, fun, fun um, times. So I would not watch this with uh, the 11 year old, and I don't think I would watch this with the 75 year old either. Would you arc off it? Mm, I think that there is lots of action. Again, I don't uh, revolutionary. It's part of a trilogy, so. You and I see differently on that. I, I wouldn't give this revolutionary. Um, no oratory at all. No fornication at all. Fantasy, yes. Killing, of course. Yep. Yeah. Eh. 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 They can't all be winners, guys. <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad because, like, this is a perfectly serviceable movie. Right. But I think it when was you super entertaining. in a row. Yeah. Eh. Eh. <laughs> Especially after, like... The Purge Anarchy, which is my favorite Purge film. Spoiler alert <laughs> for next week when we count these motherfuckers down. Um, That's going to be your one. Great. Spoiler. <laughs> so I think coming off the back of that, it had big shoes to fill, and I don't think this movie quite fills them. That's fair. You know, That's fair. It feels a, too much like a rehash at times. It, I feel like the Purge and the Purge Anarchy were entertaining while also being like, rich people are fucked up. I feel like this movie gets caught in the trap of being like, rich people are fucked up. As it's trying, it's not putting so much into entertaining me. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It feels longer than it should. I agree. I agree with you on that. All right. Well, join us next week. Uh, Until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And uh, I'm still his girlfriend. The Forever Purge. In theaters. Guys, this is fucking wild.